It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and it's just an exciting thing for me to be with you on a Sunday morning here on Wave 94. That's 94.1 on your radio dial. We just talk, and I say it's a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive, and well. We talk about the church and what God is doing in his glorious kingdom. Show number 1050 today. Now, they've not all been here on 94.1. I've moved around a little bit, but uh, I've interviewed interviewed a lot of good folks over the years. And uh, I have a gentleman that's back for his repeat performance. (laughs) Second time on the show. Now, when I tell you his name, don't, don't go assuming anything here. But his name is Jeff Davis, and he is an inspirational country artist. And I had the privilege to hear him sing last Sunday night. First time I've heard you sing, and I've known you for a while. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Brother Jeff, welcome to the show. Well, good to be here. It's good to have you back. Uh, We're just going to talk about music and whatever God's doing in your life. And from what you've told me, we've just been sitting here talking a little bit. God's been doing some things. Yeah, (laughs) you you do. But your style of music, it is country. There's no doubt about it. You're country. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you took a lot of the old songs and hymns the other night and man picking that guitar and just you just dressed them up and we were all clapping our hands and singing along with you and <laughs> my, my my grandfather used to tell me he he taught me how to play the guitar when uh-huh. i was about seven years I old. i wish he'd teach me <laughs> <laughs> he he said you know um you'd fry a chicken you got to put some flour in it to make it taste good <laughs> he said well take this music you got and flower it up uh-huh. a little bit, yeah. And, that, and so that's because yeah, you I've do done. a lot of. Now I, I'm assuming those are chords, right? I mean, you're just yeah, you just yeah. you just go along and you're just picking, just picking, and <laughs> and then and, and you just have a. It sounds like you're having fun. Oh, I, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy what I and, do. Uh, now, I mean, of course, you're you're from the South, right? Oh, about as southern as we can get. We're, we're Georgia. I'm from Cairo. Cairo, Georgia. Cairo. Yeah, that's that's south. <laughs> no, south. I, I'm southern enough to be ten miles north of the Florida line, so that's about as it, south yeah, as we can get. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the thing about it is, it now your accent, your, I mean, you're not like a I'm a Georgia peach. It's it's not like that. It's 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 well in a way. Now I'm from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Our accents, I think, are pretty similar. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> and uh, in Kentucky, we call it more of a brogue yeah. than they say the southern accent. Now, if you go down around just south of Tallahassee, get down around Wakulla County, now you'll hear some southern accents. <laughs> well, it's it's distinctive enough. Uh, my wife and I lived in St. Augustine for a while. Okay. And these people would listen to us talk because actually, well, they love that, don't they? <laughs> Amanda's actually a little more countryfied more than I am. Uh-huh. And these people would look at her, and they would look at us and ask, "Are you from Georgia?" <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. See, I grew up in Kentucky, and uh, I moved to Cincinnati to go to Bible college. Now that's uh-huh. that's seventy miles from where I grew up. <laughs> but people would say to me, "Say that again." <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm talking just crossing the river. <laughs> well, another another funny thing about my accent when we were living down there, I got a, a real good friend down there named Rex. Okay. And we would used to go eat pizza together on Fridays. Well, we'd go in this Italian restaurant to eat, and I would give my order, and the guy would look at me kind of funny, and Rex had near about to translate what I said <laughs> to the guy with the pizza place. But when you sing, uh, it just comes across very, very natural to me. It, and and uh, now, like I say, you sang a lot of the hymns the other night, but you have other songs. Do, do you write songs? Yeah, too? there was uh, about three or four of them there I wrote. Okay. Um, I know there was one, I, Jesus was always there for me that I wrote at a desk at a radio station in 1990. Mm-hmm. So now just inspiration? Just, just inspiration. Just, you're driving down a road or you're doing something and God just drop a song in your heart. Uh, the day I wrote that song, I wrote five other songs. God <laughs> so the just, spirit was moving at that was point. Moving and yeah. I, I, wrote a, I wrote a bunch of songs huh. that day. Now do you sing the other four a lot? I, I do. I yeah. do. And um, there's some that I forgot I had wrote. Right. And uh, I would go, I used to pull out old videos that when we would sing as a quartet. I'd say, oh, I forgot about that song. Then I'd bring it up. I'd I'd, uh, reflower it, I guess. I I might put some cornmeal on this one. (laughs) So now, you you write a song. Okay, you got the words, but now you've got to have music. How does that happen? It's funny. um, I'll sit there. And a lot of times when I write the music, I don't use a pick. I just take my fingers and kind of strum. Or I'll sit down at the piano. Okay. Or So you play a piano too? I play a piano okay. too. I play a piano mandolin. Um, I got a banjo that makes a good wall ornament. <laughs> so you don't play it. Um, you, you look I'm, at that. I'm working on it. Okay. Now, now, how did you learn to play the piano? That's an interesting story. When I first started my first quartet in 1990, okay. we had a piano player. Well, she had other reasons she had to quit. And so I just kept praying to Lord, Lord, send us a piano player. Send us a piano player. And the response I got, learn to play it yourself. Really? So I went to Valdosta to the music store. I bought an electronic keyboard. I paid $1,200, for And I sat there. And within six months after buying that thing, I was playing it live. No teacher. No teacher. No. So how did you learn the chords? I mean, how did or how did you learn them? I found out. Well, I've already had a music background from playing guitar. Okay. And so I knew my chords. Okay. And so I needed to know where to find everything on the piano. And mm-hmm. then I I say it's all God. I give Him yeah, all the credit. Uh, from playing a piano or playing a guitar. Your ears just naturally, you know a chord when you yeah, hear it. Yeah, I do. You know, see, like I wouldn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I have not been schooled in that. But I, all my life, I've wanted to learn how to play the guitar. I've had about four attempts, but I couldn't strum. I could do the frets. I just could not get that uh-huh. drum, strumming going. So how do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. See, that's what everybody tells me. <laughs> um, and to show the consistency. Uh-huh. Because near about every every program we go to to play, somebody's always recording it. So, unless like Saturday, uh, Sunday night, I thought the sound was awful, and but that was me because yeah. I'm the one up here. But I heard something different from what y'all heard because I had the drums and the guitar right behind me, uh-huh. and you know all I had was a floor monitor hitting me in okay. the face. 
You know, right. it, it sounded fine to me, but th- then again, I'm not a musician. Yeah, and that's a whole and, different and, sound than what you would hear right, out of the right, speakers. Right. And so, Miss um, Barbara Faircloth. I know that name. From uh, Woodville, Methodist okay. Church down there. Okay. She uh, she had recorded it and posted it on Facebook. Really? And so I listened. I said, well, that did sound pretty good. <laughs> and And so I was listening to the way... I played these songs, and I play them the same way. After you've played them a thousand times, it just comes Cause, natural. Because you're not even thinking when you're playing. You don't. Yeah, you don't. It's just, you know, I, I've always admired that about musicians. I mean, do you do you hear it before you play it? I mean, <laughs> I've never quite understood that. It, to me, it's just amazing that it's, a person can sit down I and make music. I think it's faith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you have people. Now, do you play what they call playing by ear? Playing by ear. Play ear. Then there's other people who don't, they don't hear it. They have to have notes. Have to have, yep. And if you stuck sheet music in front of me, I'm lost. But some of the great musicians are that way. Mm-hmm. I, mean, so, I mean, I'm talking about some of the people that you would know that sing country music or whatever. They're like that. They, they don't they don't know how to read but, music. But that's where the creativity comes sure. in. Yeah. Um, and it, I think that's one of the reasons why you can do all that moving around and change it up. And I, I don't know what you're doing. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've, I've always said... I don't like a boring song. Oh, yeah. And you know, yeah. I love hymns. Yeah. But I like them pepped up a little. Oh, yeah. Bit. You, you dress them up real good. And, uh, <laughs> and and I appreciate the, the writing of the song. But, you know, and I do a little bit of comedy in, in the middle of what I do, too, because I like to keep people. Keep people entertained. Um, yeah. If you lose lose their attention, then you might start sure. losing the ministry part to it. Sure. Now, now, now let's go back in time here. Uh, have you always been a believer? Um, I was never raised up in church. My my grandparents went to a uh, primitive Baptist church, which went once a month or something like that. And I remember vaguely going about twice with them. Um, and then at the age of 16, I got my driver's license. Okay. So I was, you know, living in the sticks of Grady County. We didn't go out much. <laughs> and so I, I had bought me a little old uh, red Datsun pickup. And I, I'm, a friend of mine, he was after me to go to church with him. I said, no, nah, I just, you know, I don't see the need, uh-huh. uh, you know. And so we, he said, I want you to go to some friends of mine's house. And went over there. This lady, she had... Um, two daughters and a bunch of teenagers would hang around her house and she said now son she knew me she she ended up knowing my family and all she said let me tell you something if you're gonna come around my house you're gonna go to church and and that young lady kind of kept you coming around i said (laughs) i said i really don't have a reason to go to church Uh and i i was very independent very hard-headed but that next Sunday, I was sitting at the fourth pew of Eastside Baptist Church in Thomasville, Georgia. Six months later, I gave my life to Christ. Wow. Wow. And, um, and it's funny how things fell. God's got a plan for us. Sure. And from that, I got interested in the, the Southern gospel music. Okay. Um, but I did, were you, were you playing the piano? Or not the, I mean, the, the guitar before I was, I was playing the guitar. I started mandolin when I was seven, a guitar when I was 10. Okay. And so at that time, you were just playing secular music or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so I was just playing. I was an old, 
I like Don Williams and the old country boys, you know, stuff. Okay, I wasn't okay. into the that new modern music. Yeah, but but you you already had that I did, part I did. of your life. You, you, um, you, you like music and so Well, I was my grandparents had the um album Will the Circle Be Unbroken that the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band put out in 72. Wow. <laughs> and they had it was a triple album set. And back then, you know, there wasn't no CDs and stuff like that. So I was listening to them. And so I learned the Mother Maybell Carter style, the Roy Acuff style, um, uh, Chet Atkins. And I liked that type of music. And so while all my other friends was listening to the hair bands of the 80s, I was back into the 60s and 50s listening to the original Wow! Yeah, <laughs> and and that's what I liked. Let's just say the hair bands of the eighties. They sound like they had long hair. Or? It was old rock bands. Okay, <laughs> that's that's what they called them back then. And, yeah, I must have missed that. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I didn't have a reason for all that. Yeah, okay. and back then. You know, it ain't like kids today. We got video games to hold their attention. I had an old Stella guitar. Okay. And that's what I did with but that, my but time. That was what, what worked for you. I mean, you, you enjoyed the playing and the so, so now you're in church. You've given your heart to the Lord, and the gospel music is being introduced to you. Now, did you know anything about gospel music before that? Nothing. No. Nothing. No. So when was the first time that you ever got up in front of the church and sang? I was given the opportunity to sing an old inspiration song and never heard of it before. I've heard of the inspirations because my grandparents would listen to them. And uh, I actually sung that song as a bass singer. If you can't tell it, I might sung a little bass at my time. Um, But I sung with a, a couple of ladies from the church and, you know, no, you just you just sang. You didn't play. I didn't play. Okay, you, um, you, you just sang with them. Just what, was they have an accompaniment tape or somebody played the piano. Uh, somebody played the piano. Okay, and so you're singing with the ladies. And, uh, uh, I sung with the ladies, and you know that was actually about the only time I really sung until I in uh, 1989 I started working at WJEP Lifeline Ministries in Thomasville. As uh, just a push button person for the radio station. Radio, right. And the guy that uh, got me the job ended up quitting. He was the lead man at the radio station. And Mr. Keaton called me in the office. He said, you think you can run this place? I said, I think I could give it a shot. And you've been there how long at that point? Six months. Six months. So you, had a, little, thing, you had a little time, yeah. Next thing you know, I was the general manager of the radio station for the next four and a half years. Really? Now, were you... Were the station playing Southern Gospel? They were not playing a lot of Southern Gospel. Billy Hudson had his program playing on there. and uh, But there was a, a wall full of Southern Gospel albums that's been accumulating over the years. Uh-huh. And I started listening and uh, got very, very fond of a, a group back then called the Cathedral Quartet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then Billy would always give me tickets to all his gospel things. Okay. And so I got familiar with a bunch of the groups. And about that time, somebody had donated a PA system to the radio station. And I asked, I said, what are we going to do with this PA system? And my boss kind of jokingly looked at me and said, well, you can start your group and start singing. <laughs> and at that time, I really never, besides. But never prophetic about it. <laughs> yeah. And so the next thing you know, I done started a, a little a quartet okay and uh 
the way we're singing. And what was the name of the quartet? What was the name of the oh. quartet? At that time. I got him got him thinking. Oh, now. that was a long time. <laughs> I don't know if we said it was perfect harmony or something like that. Uh, was it a male mix? Or? It was me and three women. Ah, okay. And and then. Well, no, 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 that's that's an interesting combination. Now, so obviously you say, you play the bass or sing the bass. I was playing bass and singing bass, and then we had a piano player, and okay. one of the girls played a guitar. So when when you have ladies, you would have an alto, alto, uh, soprano, um, I guess a tenor or whatever they call or the it. female equivalent yeah, to a, yeah, a tenor. Yeah. Oh. And uh, poor me. <laughs> <laughs> How long did did y'all sing together? We sung um, about a year or two, and I changed the name over to the Davises. Okay. And that was about 91, I think, is when okay. it was. And uh, from then on out, it was mostly the Davises. Um, Being me and you and your wife? And- me and my wife and um, whoever would tag along at the time. I had a first cousin. He sung with me. I said, well, your last name, Davis, you'll fall right in. <laughs> uh, we had a girl sing with us for a few years. Her last name was Davis. No kin to us, but she fell right in. <laughs> so uh, that was now, one so of the qualifications. Now, what did your wife think about all this? Is this, is this something she really liked to do? Or? Oh, she did. She, she did. did? She did. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of times a, a wife would just say, well, he needs me to help him, but it's not really my, not my thing. But that wasn't the case with her. She liked me. The music she too. was brought up in church singing. Okay. And okay. so it was natural to her. Right. Because I'd met her after I'd gotten Save matter of fact, I'd I'd met her right there at the radio station. So now she sang what uh, soprano, 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 and how many other people in the group? Uh, there was just four of us. Okay, so that was two more girls. So you're you're starting to broaden your horizons now. You're traveling further out and, and traveling, and we were associated with a little church there at the time that had about four little groups. You know how back then they used to have. A, a church would have three or four different groups in okay. the church, and we would travel them for about about a year. And um, I just felt like we could do more, and so I started venturing out. And about that time, come to my career, ended the career with the radio station. So I went to working for a living, and uh, with um, Win Dixie Stores Incorporated. Okay, and then but traveling on weekends and, and stuff traveling like that. on weekends, and and, and and what did you travel in? Um, a van, a van, a van. Because <laughs> one of the things I always like to do whenever I have a quartet or anything, I say, "Tell me a bus story," <laughs> <laughs> because things happen when you're on the road. We never were fortunate enough to have a bus. But I could tell you a few stories with a Suburban or a, a U-Haul trailer. I mean, things like, uh, what, running out of gas or somebody getting left behind or you lost the well, trailer? Or- this 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 particular incident I'm thinking about, this was about the time of the migration of the armadillos from Florida to okay. Georgia. Okay. And I was on the way home. We were pulling the trailer. We were in a Suburban. And I had on a white shirt. And so I we got, there was an armadillo. And you know, armadillo's going to jump straight up. It don't matter what was going on. And apparently he had hit the trailer. Oh. Well, there was armadillo parts and pieces everywhere. <laughs> and I didn't know it. And I reached in 
the back of that Suburban to get something, and my white shirt got red. And they looked at me and said, what happened to you? And then we shined the light on what was going on, and it was it was not a pleasant sight. But for say the least, that shirt had to be thrown away. <laughs> so, so what happened? Did I get caught in the wheel and got thrown up? He got caught and hit the, the front of the trailer and splattered on the back of the – it was a gross situation. <laughs> Well, the thing about it is that you have to be careful because these armadillos, uh, as you said, they 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 do that. They jump straight up, straight up like mm-hmm. that. So I was I was thinking when you you got to tell us that he was alive, <laughs> they, he was very much dead. <laughs> he was he was uh, very much roadkill. So now, so now you were dressed already to go do the concert. I was dressed. So, so now I got to go change my clothes. <laughs> Okay. Now, uh, like I said, when you're on the road that much, you get, things are going to happen. Oh, it just, are just goes with the territory. And the thing about it is that uh, I had uh, a gentleman tell me once, he said, you know, just think about this business. He said, if it was always just when you're on the stage, it would be great. But there's much more to it, and a lot of behind the scenes stuff there's, that, that happens a, to get you where you where you want to be. There is um, one of my most memorable concerts, I guess. We had to play somewhere. We were with Karen Peck and New River, and Jeff and Sherry Easter. Okay, and first time meeting Jeff and Sherry. Uh, this was back when Rabbit. Uh, Jeff's brother was playing steel guitar for him. And we were setting up. And we're all from Georgia. So you can imagine what it sounded like on stage. I, <laughs> I was over there. And I went over there and introduced, hi, my name's Jeff Davis. He said, well, hi, my name's Jeff Easter. Like that. And, you know, we just hit it off. And uh, it was a wonderful. Yeah, because I was listening to a Karen Peck the other night on CDI playing, and I and I was thinking that she really does have. I never thought about her as being a real country, but she does. She has a country accent. No, yeah. no two ways about it. She and, she and a, a remarkable lady. Um, when I first started, I played with her two or three times on stage. Okay, and um, it was right after she had stepped away from the Neelands and started New River. Okay, and um, uh, we. We were doing a benefit concert for a young man based out of Jacksonville had cancer. This was in the early 90s. Okay. And so I called her. I said, Karen, I said, I'd love for you to come down here and do this thing because I like to keep it Georgia. And she was beginning at the time, and I was playing a lot of her stuff at the radio station. She said, Jeff, you call my agent. And you tell them the situation. You tell them I said what the minimum was. I would come down for it. Okay. And I talked to them, and you know they basically come down for nothing. Wow. And you know to meet her, and now her the kids were one of them was just born when she she come now that kids having kids of their own now right right um but she was just a remarkable lady was it about about a seven hour trip from delonica down about that yeah that's that's a lot for somebody to to take Uh, that on but but you know i've not met her she was uh scheduled to be at uh indian springs baptist church here several years Mm -hmm. ago this is so funny because I, I I saw she was coming. I was excited. I wanted to meet her, her and, and uh, her group. And uh, I, I saw the flyer somehow or another. It was said uh, uh, January. No, it said February the fifth or something like that. But I was excited. But I said, "Hey, that's today." 
<laughs> and so, uh, you know, I didn't know where exactly where the church was. I knew about where it was uh-huh. out there. And I took off and I went flying across. <laughs> I wanted to tell time. And I got there and I'm up and down that road trying to find that that church. And, and I found it pulled off some little dirt road. Somebody was turning in. I said, do you know where the Indy Springs Baptist Church is? Yeah, it's up there. And I'm, I'm already late now. I'm upset because I'm going to be late. I get up there and there ain't nobody there. The church, I mean, nobody, no cars, no parking lot. I looked at it again. It said, February the 5th. This is January the 5th. <laughs> <laughs> but a month later, I knew where it was this time. Yeah, you, you but the problem is, they came, but she, her husband had gotten sick. Ricky. And she was not in the group. Now, the young lady who came and sang did a wonderful mm-hmm. job. I think she's a wife of one of the uh, Perrys, I think. Mm-hmm. A beautiful job. And I've seen her other times when she's filled in with other groups out of the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. But I still haven't got a chance to meet Miss Karen Peck yet, but maybe someday. Well, once you <laughs> but, meet her, you yeah. meet her, you'll. Yeah, well, the thing about it is that when you, when you meet the groups, and a lot of times when they're at the Lighthouse Children's Home out here or wherever, I like to, when everybody else is done, talk to them. So like, I don't want to be butting in. But if I can get just a little bit of time just to talk to them, I want to hear their heart. Because, right. because like I say, I, I do a Southern Gospel music show here on 94.1. Play a lot of the Southern Gospel music, love gospel music. But I want to know that when somebody is singing about my Lord, that's right. <laughs> I, wanted, I want to know that, that, that they're real. And and, and I'm, I've had good experiences. Just just give me a minute. And uh, I know the last time that um, the Triumphant Quartet was at the, the, the Lighthouse, mm-hmm. I went over to the, the Waffle House after it was over, and they came in. And the gentleman came, and he, he sat down with me, and, and we just had a nice conversation. And I appreciated that because when I left there, I said, this kid, this man knows the Lord. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like I said, that's important to me. And, and that's going to make me more inclined to want to play their music on my radio show. <laughs> so, I used to, um, Randy Shellnut, DC Echoes. You know, go ahead. I'll tell you about that. He he used to give me the tickets to the uh, the Jubilee down okay. at, uh, at Swanee River. And we'd go out there every year to spend time with them. And um, we'd go out back then. I think it was the Western Sizzle there in Live Oak or wherever it was. We'd sit there and eat. And, um, sung with him many times through the years and he said Jeff I said yes sir what are you doing tomorrow I said well I'm here he said I need somebody to judge the talent contest (laughs) I said okay and I thought okay I'm gonna sit here and you know write out my thoughts on these artists but they, yeah that was one of the hardest things i ever did now there were these amateurs that were they were in? amateurs then you all were <laughs> no uh I, I was in the navy in pensacola mm-hmm. and i ended up at the open bible church uh just walked in one day and fell in love with the church but jg whitfield mm-hmm. uh, you know that name? I remember. he was an elder in the church so he would bring in all the groups but the florida boys the dixie echoes went to church there and so I knew Dale, and then had Dale and his group come, and the Florida boys here, here at our church. But uh, I heard that they were going to be at a, a Cody church here in town, mm-hmm. out on Tram Road. And I was said, well, I, I don't live far from there. So I said, I'll go down here. And so <laughs> I walk up to the table after it's over, introduce myself, and I'm thinking, well, he'll know me, but he didn't know me. Now, we're talking about Randy now. Yeah. But what had happened was that uh, the gentleman who told me that they were going to be at the Cody Church, 
came by, by my little business, and and, uh, and they were going to be at another church down in Greenville. This is before they came. They came to Cody, and I said, "I got to well, when you go." I said, "Get me some music, and I'll pay you for it." Just, just, so he did. He, he got me a couple CDs. He brought them to me, and he said, uh, "The old guy." He said, "The old guy gave them to me," and he said, "You can just have them." He said, "The old guy." I said, "What old guy?" So he showed me the picture, and it's Randy. <laughs> I think old guy because I knew him when he was a kid. See. When he played with his dad. Well, even before that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, this is back in the 70s when yeah. I was there in Pensacola. And so he didn't know me <laughs> because he said, no, I don't, I don't remember you. I said, well, but then he said, I was just a kid. And he was. But yeah. I knew him, but he didn't re- remember me. But but anyway, their style, that they had their own band. Mm-hmm. And he has his son singing, singing with me. And it's a little different than typical southern gospel music it is and i enjoyed i I enjoyed their music uh the devil in the old suitcase devil in the old suitcase i guess that's an old song that's probably not i almost i almost it was on the list for me to sing the other night okay (laughs) yeah 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 but their music styles is a little different it is typical southern gospel music but i enjoyed it and of course like i say uh um, i knew shirley and and of course dale and the whole family Mm -hmm. and i I know them so i I know their heart and of course like i say the the uh florida boys used to go to the church i I knew them and that's like it's just important to me Uh, if 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 you're singing something is near dear to my heart do you know him well and that's that's the way i've always been concerning my group who i would have on stage with me sure sure um you know you just don't go hire a musician because you know god ordained us to get up there and carry out his his word and you don't want somebody up there that don't know what we're singing about because you just don't get that flow right you, right you got a lost person up there to me it seems like it's you're you got that weak weak link in your chain sure and i've always been very skeptical about who i had up there with me mm-hmm. now like sunday night um i had ernie garcia up there which is <laughs> also my pastor yeah and uh, I didn't know he. I didn't even know he even played. <laughs> yeah, and and Bobby Jett there. Uh, both are very active men in their church. Uh-huh, sure. Um, but, but evidently Ernie plays other with other groups and stuff. Like yeah, that. Ernie plays. Yeah. You know, he's a professional musician. Okay, he played played the bass. He played the bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, when he came up there, I'm going. What's he doing? <laughs> so. But. Um, you know, I, I'm just very, I'm very stern yeah. about who sure. I would have Absolutely. to I, share I would, stage with. Now, how do you do acapella? Me? Yeah. That's another one of them questions I don't know. <laughs> huh? I mean, do you ever sing acapella? I do, I yeah. do. Okay. Can you sing us just anything right now? Just, just so people can get a, am I putting you on the spot here? Nah. No. Um, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Yeah, see, I wanted I wanted the audience to hear that because he says that's that's genuine, 
And when you sing, that's, they didn't see the facial expressions that I got to see you. <laughs> but but he when he sings, I mean, it, it's heart. You know, you, his heart's into, into this. And uh, he didn't bring me any music to play here tonight. <laughs> so that's it. But we are going to play you some other music because, as you know, if you listen to this show every week, you know, Pastor King, he loves the gospel music and I always play at least one song on this show. This is the Booth Brothers. Never meet again. I will meet you on that beautiful shore. That's uh, Booth Brothers here on the uh, Gospel on the Radio talk show here on 94.1 on your radio dial. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am... I'm the guy that's with you every Sunday morning, and I love being with you. And, of course, I'd love to hear from you. If you got a few minutes, give me a call. Area code 850-567-1703. And also, I'm a pastor. I pastor Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. We're in the Crescent Park Plaza on Capital Circle. We're between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So if you're heading toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side of the road. We'll have our sign out there on Sunday morning. Also, if you'd like to share this show with somebody, it's you can go to your podcast. It's show number one thousand and fifty, and with Brother Jeff Davis, and so that way you can listen to it again if you want to. That's always a lot of fun. I enjoy that. And also, for all you Southern Gospel music fans, you can join me on Saturday nights at seven o'clock here on ninety four point one for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing with me. Pastor Jack King, see that rhyme, see? Hey, you got it going on there. <laughs> now, Brother Jeff Davis, uh, we're listening to the Booth Brothers. Do you know them? Um, I've never met them They're personally. Met them. Been a fan yeah. for many years. Yeah, they, they they do a real nice job, and, they, and their suits look so good. <laughs> I wish I could wear a suit like that. I'm now. telling you what, I see them they're on the CD jackets, and I think, man... If I had a suit like that, it wouldn't fit me like, <laughs> like a safe tool. They just look really, really sharp. And uh, of of all of the singings that Brother Billy has had out there at the Lighthouse Children's Home, I've never seen a crowd like when the Booth Brothers came. Mm-hmm. I mean, that place was packed. You couldn't find you couldn't hardly find a place to park. That just tells you how popular they yeah very <laughs> they popular. are. They, they do a really really nice job. Now. So what are we going for here? I mean, I'm talking about you and your, your your life and your ministry and your career. What's 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 next? This next year, we've. Um, I said I'm going to put a game plan out. I don't usually try to do that. Um, I don't. I'm not a person of resolutions or anything like that. But I am a person of uh, dreams. Okay. Hey. And when this past year, I experienced. Uh, pretty rough time with the covid okay. um, i had gotten covid um, had pneumonia with it um i was we were to the point where i was making my final preparations oh my goodness and i was as i shared the other night um during the 15 days i had covid i lost five people that i was close to because of covid Two of them was pastor friends of mine. One was the pastor we had in St. Augustine, and then another pastor up in Cairo uh, had passed away. And I, I kept praying. I said, Lord, I asked him, I said, why? You took my friends, but you didn't take me. Uh-huh. 
in the response I got. He said, because I'm not through with you. There you go. So if he's not through with me, I got some stuff I probably need to do. Uh-huh. And so this next year, we're going to – we're going to focus a lot more on the ministry. Um, I got uh, my own woodworking business. I've had it uh, for a little while now. My dad, that's how he raised us. He's got his own shop he's had for years. And uh, when we moved back to Georgia, we moved right there with him. So I'm uh, always getting out of his lumber pile or he's getting out of my lumber pile. And, <laughs> now, when you say woodworking, what did you do specifically? Um custom just custom little furniture stuff like that okay Um, okay i invested in a uh a cnc machine laser burner stuff like that um i like being creative okay Um, i I, I, I don't want to get you off track so i'm just curious about this so now let's go back to to what god's doing in your life uh the music ministry um this year i'm gonna take the time and get back into songwriting uh we want to write some and i'm going to do a um professional done album um i want to put it out there um i just like to increase we had the opportunity in 2020 if anything good come out of 2020 i was sharing with you we got a call um in october of 2020 a lady asked me she said are you jeff davis and i said well you know because it was a weird number uh-huh. And uh, she said, are you Jeffrey Davis? I said, I said, what law enforcement agency are you from? You know? <laughs> and I, she said, I represent the Georgia Country Music Hall of Fame. And we want to induct you into the Hall of Honor for your years. I said, well, I don't sing country music. She said, but you've seen country gospel music. Right. And that falls under that category. So in November, I went and accepted my award okay. uh, a big plaque says it's all signed and all that and nice gold trim and you know it's just a picture i put on the wall you know don't don't mind the 20 lights i got shining on them <laughs> but, but, but it's affirmation it is and it sometimes is. we need affirmation to, just to, to people say hey we appreciate what you do well, and i and i appreciated that because you know i'm just old farm boy from grady county georgia um you know, I'm not looking to make it into big time. I, that's not my desire because I feel like the the bigger you get, sometimes the the reason you're singing kind of falls afar because you got so many other things in your way, like the business end of things. And, yeah, we call that feeding the dragon. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm I'm more I'm a I'm a very oriented person on church small churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people ask me why small churches well a lot of times small churches can't bring in artists to come and minister because of the 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 astronomical fees that some of these artists are asking to come into a you know and i want to go where i can look at you mm-hmm. um i can look in the audience and it's one-on-one right right um look at you and not over you right right and when I when my wife had gotten sick where she couldn't sing, the question was, what was I going to do? Should I find another female to fill her place? And I didn't feel like doing that. Um, you know, what do I do? I said, I'm going to try this thing solo. And that's when I changed everything over to the Jeff Davis ministry or, or um what I, when it was the Davises, it was the Davis music on Facebook or 
the website and all that. And I said, you know, I'm just going to focus on me and the ministry. Now, when you do that, do you have background music? I do. I got a little studio that I set up and do a bunch of my own recording. Uh And um, so, so you're you're having that background music, and you're still playing the guitar. I'm still playing the guitar. I, I I leave the guitar out of the tracks. For I see. Okay. For me to play. And, and how long has that been now? Uh, we've been doing it for about two and a half, three years now. Oh, really? Yeah. And and it seems to be going well. It's it's going very well. Yeah. I was I was very skeptical because I had to get up there by myself. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I always tease them. I said, you know, my wife was up there with me. I looked good, but when she <laughs> stepped down, that just kind of made me look worse. <laughs> but you know, and and I thank God she's still she she's very yeah. supportive of the ministry, and she's yeah. there like you. you but uh, the night. I, I prayed with her Sunday night, and I'm believing for a healing for her. I am too. And and uh, you know, God is able to do all things. He and, is. And, uh, he knows he knows this need, but uh, no, no. You have a good stage presence, and and of course you know this. And, and you're what you're doing. Uh, you got to have a good stage presence. You do because you do. I mean your music can be great, but if, but if you're stiff and you're not comfortable up there, then then it makes the audience feel the same way. Well, but you have a very easy going way. You put people to ease. Now you don't always have Ernie Garcia to pick out now. So you no, know. I don't. I don't. And um, but you know. I somehow God just gives me what I need to say at yeah. the time. It's like stepping up to the pulpit, going to preach a message, and God says, "No, you're going to preach this today." Uh-huh. And you know, <laughs> you know. Now, now, do you ever find people in the crowd just to pick on? Some, if I know them a little bit, yeah, because that's kind of dangerous. Isn't it? <laughs> it, it is this day and time. Yeah. You don't want to offend nobody, yeah, and yeah. so, and I, but I, I kind of use some stuff in general. Um, you know, a little joke here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I'm, I didn't do it the other night, but I'll get up there and fixing to play a song, and I'll cut out on some Leonard Skinner on my guitar or something like that. And, you know, folks, and we was at a church one day, and this lady was sitting beside her pastor. And um, me and Amanda was up there on stage, and I cut off on that Leonard Skinner, and this lady jumped up and said, "Woohoo!" like that. And I said, oh, my goodness, what have I started? But it's something you keep people interested. Sure. sure. And I, I, if I if I lose their attention, I'm afraid when it comes down to um, the ministry time. Right. You don't want to lose them. Because you're not only going to be singing in there, you're going to be bringing the word out. That's as, right. As part of what you do. Now, Now the other night, it's a kind of a different setting. It was. It yeah. was. And, and, and you, know, you did a little bit there, but but I, I would imagine you probably, uh, at that time, you just probably just let the Holy Spirit lead. I, would no, I, I yeah. was. Um, the other night was a lot different. There was a lot of things that I, because I had the guys behind me helping me out, Um. We had a set list. We had a list on the floor. And I don't Ernie, think you sang either. Ernie, Ernie, list, said, Ernie said, I think you did three songs that was on that piece of paper. <laughs> and, but the good thing about it, I, I got enough songs in my head. Oh, I I'm sure you do. Go for yeah. two or three hours. What did you say, 30-some years, 32 years you've been 32 doing? 32 years. You've been doing this. And, and, and of course, you, you're good at just doing an impromptu. I, I am. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, all that just, just helps to uh, – Cause the audience to feel at ease, and after a while, they're going to receive from you, 
but just just because you've made them relax and you've you've entertained them with with music, and now you've got them to the place to where they're ready to hear what you're going to tell them concerning the gospel. That that has yeah. been that way before. I've I've gotten up there and had 15 minute spurts where I'm the the Holy Spirit just hits me. I start preaching, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I said, well, I know I've never once had anybody say, oh, well, I just come listen to the music, mm-hmm. and when the when the Holy Spirit when when God wants you to say something, you're going to say it. Sure, sure. And that's so, that's what I love about it. So when you're most of the time when you're in churches, you're you're by yourself now. There's there's no there's I'm, no other I'm, groups. I'm Sometimes there probably are, but not always. Yeah, generally. usually by myself. And, and do they generally just give you the whole service? Just they they usually do. Um, I'll come in and do maybe a twenty thirty minute song service sometimes, but and now. Um, I've gotten here this this year in particular. I don't know if it's a shortage of preachers or what, but I've been doing homecoming services and singing and preaching and everything else. I even go around taking up my own offering sometimes. <laughs> I feel like it, but, <laughs> but you know, I enjoy doing it. Yeah. But uh, how far out do you go from you know, from your base at Cairo, Georgia? Because you're you're also you're bivocational. I'm bivocational. So you have to be back on Monday. And you go to work real early in the morning. I do. And so, how far out can you go? I, I usually shoot three to four hours on a Sunday night. Now, on a Sunday morning, if I can get back home in six hours. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll drive. I'll do Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. No problem. Now, are you good at staying awake? I'm very good. Because you drive for I, a living. So. I, yeah, I drive in the night most of the time. I, I get along with the traffic a lot better at night than I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's become a problem for me, to, yeah. to stay awake and stay alert. There's There's been many times I would come home, get out of my singing clothes and get into my work clothes and go to work. And But the good thing about my job, I do have, if I need to take a nap during the day, I can do that. Yeah, but but I hear this a lot from the artist. What you just said: mm-hmm. come back, be a bit on the road, get off the road, go. And I just I, I just admire that so much, and, and I appreciate it because, well, I mean, if it wasn't for the people who, a lot of them who travel, but they also go in those studios and they record this music That's that right. we get to love That's and right. enjoy. Uh, I mean, these people. Uh, People don't always understand. It's a sacrifice. It is. To, to do that type of ministry where you're on the road and traveling. Because, I mean, the the amount of time that you're on that platform might be an hour, but it takes, as you said, four hours to get there. That's four hours up, four hours back. And if you notice Sunday night, as soon as I got through singing, I sat down. Okay. Because it, it takes a lot out of me. You uh-huh. know, people don't see you loading up the equipment. Taking oh, yeah, it to yeah, the venue, yeah. unloading it, sure, struggling over a sound check if it's going to sound right <laughs> or not. Then you get up there for an hour, hour and a half and sing. And then you get through, you got to tear it back down, load it back up, take it back home. Yeah, yeah. So you, you have to know that this is a calling because who would do that kind of thing? That's right. And, and like I said, as you get older in life, it gets harder mm-hmm. to do that. But yet, I see these groups, they're, they're, they're on the road all the time. And you asked me earlier about, you know, where did you, with my schedule, you know, I get five hours of sleep a day. That's the way I operate. But I've always seen it like this. The joy of the Lord is your strength. 
Wow. He gives me <laughs> he gives me a lot of strength. Wow. To be doing this for 32 years. So most of the time you're singing on Sundays. Sundays. Generally. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, you work six days a week in a secular job. I do. And so you're getting off on a Saturday night, what, late? I mean. Oh, about seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. And then you're, you're heading home, changing a few clothes and you're, ready on the, to go. you're on the road. Now, do you generally leave out on Saturday night or do you wait till Sunday morning? I, I usually wait till Sunday morning. Um, most most of my Sunday mornings, if it's a Saturday night where I have to, I'll I'll go get a motel room. Uh, yeah, because they you can that's that's expense. It is the motel rooms it have is. gotten more expensive all it the time. <laughs> but so, but so now you're so you're talking about you got to be at a service maybe at eleven o'clock. So that means you're going to be leaving around seven or maybe six mm-hmm. to get on the road, and then then you're going to turn around and get. Oh my goodness! I'm just and, that. and that's if I only have one that day. There's okay. sometimes I got a Saturday, Sunday morning, and a Sunday night. Wow! And back <laughs> there has been some instances where we had um, a Saturday night or a Saturday at a festival. A Saturday night in a church, a Sunday morning, two wow. services, <laughs> and a Sunday night. Wow. But my wife said no more. <laughs> she put her little foot down. <laughs> and she did. Uh, which it, it drained me. Yeah. And then on that following Monday, you know, when I got off work, I come home and crashed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's tough. That really is. But I, I, I enjoy it so much, meeting people that – you know, and any other reason you wouldn't have never met them. Sure. Um, and what, as long as I've been doing it, it's nice to go back to a church and you know people by name. Oh yeah. And the worst, the worst part about it though is we we had a church that we we visited frequently, and uh, you get attached to a lot of people in these churches. And, you know, there's communications year-round, just not when you go sing. And then you you turn around and you look, and there's an obituary for a a member of a church that you knew. Yeah, yeah. And it it makes me sad because I can't go visit the family or something like that. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, of course, during this COVID thing, that that was happening more frequently than any of us want to think about. And you mentioned that you had four pastors when you had it mm-hmm. and same here i mean not necessarily pastors but people that i knew it seemed like every time i turned around somebody else was that's right was being affected by this and you were losing all these precious people and uh yeah and of course and as you uh, are at the different churches and you've built these different relationships over the years it would be hard to to realize yeah, that you, we, we've you lost a, this person you get attached yeah. to people and um my wife, she's not good with names or faces, and you know people have come up to us and oh, it's been it's so good to see y'all again. And Amanda said, well, "Where did we see him the first time?" Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, but it, it all becomes a blur after a while. It, it does. I mean, it does. Yeah, try try doing the thousand and fifty radio shows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then and then on your Facebook page or something like that, people you'll go to the ch- a church and sing. I might get four or five friend requests uh-huh. from people that see me, or I look up the Jeff Davis music, and there be people that's liking the page that see me, and that means you know I've never thought of myself having a fan base, but yeah. I guess I do. 
But uh, you get to a certain point to where you, you can't take anymore, right? In the Facebook, I'm not to that point yet. Okay, uh, which I've I do kind of clean up every once in a while. Okay, um, because of people that's deceased or something like that. So I right, kinda, right, yeah. So yeah, so somebody, somebody told me that, that I knew a guy that he his, his Facebook was he couldn't take anymore about five thousand. Yeah, so so you just start a new one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess is what. Well, you, I, I have I have the my personal page which is jeff davis and then i got jeff davis music well do you get a lot of people call uh, contact you about civil war stuff or <laughs> the only thing they ever had was when they was name changing wanting to do all this name changing i said no you know i'm not a political person anyway so i said you know this is what mom and daddy gave me this is what i'm gonna live with <laughs> right <laughs> but it does get people's attention, though. It does. When, it when does. they say, "Oh, Jeff Davis is coming to sing for us," yes. <laughs> and, and I can't tell you how many times I've been called President Jeff Davis. I'm, I'm sure it's, and it, it's only happened in the South, though. <laughs> well, that, that makes sense. <laughs> Such as it is. So, so you, you're looking to make a CD? You said. Mm-hmm. So now, where do you you go to Nashville to do that? Or? I've been debating on a couple of things. Um, I got a friend that would like for me to go to Nashville, but you know, it's Nashville's prices are a lot higher than what uh-huh. you would get with the same type musicians locally. And I have found a a friend of mine just recorded an album with a, a studio out of Moultrie, and this all Nashville quality is actually Nashville musicians. It's just not Nashville. Okay. If I want to become a Nashville recording artist, I'll go get my phone, go to Nashville, Georgia, sing me a song on my phone, say I'm a Nashville recording artist. <laughs> but now you, and so you're getting ready to do a CD. Obviously you're, you're going to pick out your songs ahead of time. And you're going to have to do a little practice. Do a lot to, of practice. To, to, to be ready. Arranging. I'm going to yeah. do a lot of arranging. Because when you get there, you don't want to be wasting no money. Oh. So we got to have this thing down. And they have musicians that will sit in with you. They do. Um, it's who I request. I got some everything's so much different now. Used to, you go to a recording studio, you'd have to sit there with the musicians but now with the with the internet i could have five musicians in five different states and we just we just send the tracks over isn't that amazing and um because i got a a vocalist uh background vocalist uh i know pretty good in nashville tennessee and i want him to do my stuff well we're going to set moultrie up as my base okay and then all we have to do is email the track to him. He does the his job. He Isn't says that amazing. It Isn't that it's, amazing. It's amazing how technology. But now works. you have CDs that you've done in the past. I have. Now I what have. if somebody wanted to order one of those? Oh, uh, they can get a hold of me. Um, the best thing to do is go to Jeff Davis Music on um, Facebook and just private message me there. Okay. Um, I got my. If you, the best thing to do is type in all. All letters together, the Davis music, the Davis music, the Davis music on Facebook, on Facebook, and then my website is the the Davis music dot org. Okay, okay. And so, how many CDs do you have? So I, I just got I got a CD that me and Amanda done here a couple of years ago. Um, I got my first album that was made in ninety seven. I ain't decided whether to 
it's on this thing that we used to have they called cassette uh okay and I'd have to get it all digital. Yeah, those those things they lose they lose quality they do. over a period of time. Uh, yeah, but I'm thinking about recutting yeah. some of them songs. There's, it had about six songs yeah. on that one album that I'd wrote. So when do you think that the new CD will be done? I'm looking about April or May. Okay, so it's just to the, to the people listening, the Davis, right? The Davis music, the Davis music. So about May, we give them a little time here. Yeah, May. Check that, and that may be ready for us. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it. Yeah, uh, I do everything on. Maybe, maybe one might end up here and yeah, we'll, we're gonna make sure you get one <laughs> we'll, we'll play it on the saturday night gospel singing that'd be good but brother jeff we're, we're almost done here it's time to pray we always close the broadcast out with prayer father god i just thank you for brother davis and then uh you're calling on his life and lord i just appreciate the fact that he's willing to take the time to come here and just talk with us and father god i pray for him i pray god that you would be with him as he travels all this traveling father god Watch over and protect the Father. Anoint his ministry, Lord. Let it grow. Let it expand, Lord. Let it touch your kingdom. And we just give you the glory and the praise. Father, we pray for our city. We pray, God, for our country. We pray, God, for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Jeff, Amen. thank you so much. Well, thank you for having and, me once uh, again. I, it's been a while since you were here. Let's not make us alone next time. Well, hey, whenever you call, I'll come. I appreciate it. And you did. You, you responded. <laughs> I appreciate that. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.